0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Kaizen Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Quimson, and I'm here with my good friend Nico Abaya, owner of G8 Fitness. Uh, tell him a little. Tell him a little about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> me, I am from the Bay Area, California. That's where I met you. Um, ironically, I was your first fitness coach uh, early yeah. in my my coaching career as well. I think. I think I might have been coaching like three years maybe two or three years uh prior to meeting you uh then had the pleasure of working with you prepping you for a show uh became friends after that and yeah we both we've both just been competing and 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 coaching and kind of trying to grow our business alongside just like living our lives it's been it's been cool so far,
0: yeah yeah, so for those of you who don't know way back like almost Actually, it was ten years ago now. Nico Damn. was my first coach. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, man. So the whole idea of the podcast is kaizen, so it's like the constant strive uh, constantly striving to be better, better every day. You know, trying okay. to be the, become the best version of yourself. Uh, so basically, what I want to get onto here is just a little bit more about you, and then I'm going to ask you some more questions, like okay. at the end um, that I ask everybody. So yeah man like what was uh what was life grown uh life like growing up for you you grew up in uh redwood city right uh I kind of lived all over the bay area
1: um Sorry. yeah parents were parents were split up so I kind of always had two houses at once um but with my mom we moved around a lot bro i i'm I'm starting to like mix up what the number is but it might have been thirty moves like from apartment to apartment to studio to it's it a lot like thirty before I was eighteen <clears throat> sometimes we just moved literally like Damn. Down the down the hallway or downstairs or to another building in an apartment. So there was there's a lot of moving, <laughs> movement on my mom's end, Um and then my dad. We were, we had a couple moves here and there, but pretty much every city from South San Francisco, Daly City, down to Redwood City. Um And it wasn't until I got a Damn. little bit older okay. that we we settled down. So I, I definitely say I grew up in Redwood City because that's where I went to middle school. That's where I played Pop Warner. That's where I went to high school. That's where I graduated from. It's where most of my friends were from. Um but, yeah, to say like I grew up in one place would be would be lying and and we did a like our split for our parents we we would do like three days on, four days off, so I was just like back and forth back and forth, back and forth <clears throat> all the time
0: damn that's, uh-uh. that's hectic,
1: so it was hectic, you know, and like <clears throat> I don't know how deep you want me to get <laughs> if we're going back, so that was <laughs> you know early life, let's say moving around, parents splitting up, I was uh two sisters <clears throat> and what well, was it was like a, a big moment so I think in in middle school one one day I was reading during um you know how they give you like 15 minutes to like cool down after lunch and uh to like yeah. read the paper read a book or whatever usually I would just <laughs> write on tables or something play with play with gum and stick them to places but one day I was reading the newspaper and uh I remember seeing like my dad's name on the front cover or it was like on the side but it was on the front cover and it said um like drug lord busted and then I started reading, and it, it was basically talking about, it said my dad, his name, uh, what cities he had houses in, and that there was, like, a multi-city bust and that he could do decades in in prison. And I was, I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, probably sixth. Um, and that was that was probably, like, the biggest, <laughs> like, crash and burn moment of my life at that point. I was i mean 11 right and he my dad was like my hero bro like we did everything he did he was such a good dad he was he would take me like um he always had something to do for us that was like a surprise like you know as a kid you want you want to do stuff you want to go to the park you want to play hide and seek like i feel like a lot of those things that seem like i don't know might be boring for an adult we did that and then some <clears throat> He'd take us to he'd, he'd always have a surprise like so one, one small thing that i used to do that we love was uh he he'd basically like hide two things for me and my sister under the bed and he's like all right you guys get to pick a side and one one place one thing might have candy and then thing might have like a toy and it was just like a small thing a small gesture but it's like we we looked forward to him when he would come home and, and stuff like that so like again him being my hero and then seeing that that's what was happening and that was going down and then not knowing if i was going to see him um again after that definitely shaped my life you know in in many ways um i think the most in in one of the more profound ways that that i kind of only realized now that what that that i struggled with was for for a few years like our family would tell or like the immediate family would tell kind of extended family that like he was just gone in the philippines right and like you're filipino i'm sure you know yeah. you i don't know why we lie i don't know why we do that as filipinos like i don't know why we yeah. want to like show face or we feel like we need to like put Always a, put to a front face. up everything wants to look good everything has to look fine dandy perfect um yeah and then it, it was it was it was a struggle because it's like somebody that i'm so proud of somebody that i love so much somebody that i look up to um they they're basically saying you, you should be ashamed of him right and you should be ashamed of who you are and you should be ashamed of like the situation that you're in so fuck, dude, we lied for we lied for years about that <clears throat> and i think it wasn't until high school at some point maybe in the middle of it where i was like more open to telling people about it and then that's kind of when i noticed my um just i was able to thrive you know it's 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 hard to walk around knowing that you should be ashamed of yourself like (laughs) it's i know it's not it doesn't like line up exactly but that's that's how i felt like i just had to hide who i was i had to hide who who my family was it was like a big secret so once i was able to kind of free that that's when i got into football or deeper into football i started like making more friends at school like my high school experience was awesome i loved high school um and he was in and out so he he, he had like awesome lawyers so instead of like doing fucking decades like they said in the he did his sentence was dropped down and after like um reduced time he basically came out after like five years and then he'd been in and out like he'd be in oh. a year out a year in a year into like it was it was pretty messy so that's like from, yeah. from uh, middle school to high school to college, um, all those things. He pretty much missed every like, major milestone from graduations to me getting married. Um, but yeah, yeah that, that, that shaped me, right? But I think in, in that process of trying to like come out of my shell and find myself and, and, and learn self-confidence, that's where I found fitness, or that's when fitness found me or changed me. Um, I was tiny, yeah. dude. In, in high school, I was like 90 pounds. so like playing i know right so playing i played uh jv football and then when hit varsity i think i gained a little bit of weight i was like 100 i'm not gonna lie maybe 110 and um it was just hard i was getting ragdolled and then i remember the, the the day after like we do our pictures after the end of the year right and then i was like all right the day after we do pictures i'm gonna go straight to the weight room and did that and came back way heavier way stronger faster could jump higher and i basically like earned my spot on on like a really good football team Um, and just that transformation alone was like, damn, like I, I, I control a little bit more than I thought I did. Right. Like, I feel like, especially with being born my height or my weight or whatever, like you feel like you're stuck with that. Right. So at 15, 16, to be able to see that you can change things and you're not stuck anywhere. Um, definitely put me on the right trajectory to, to, you know, later become, um, the business person that I am or the person that I am. Um, uh, so I went from that picture day shoot, right? We go to a weight room and, and the number on the, on the room said G eight. So that's where I got my G eight fitness, um, uh, name, right? So that's what, that's what your, I LLC. Does. That's how I resonated with that. Yeah. So it was, it was that. And then also the G eight summit. So the G eight summit, they used to have it. Uh, I think it stopped. I forget what year it stopped, but basically the eight most powerful countries in the world would meet together and, um, tackle world issues world hunger genocide poverty wars so it was like the, the biggest eight countries and then i think it went down to seven at one point and then it might have <laughs> dissembled but to me that meant hey if, if if you have the power to enact change or if you're in the position of power then it is your duty to you know it's your responsibility to 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 manage that power like I don't want to sound like Uncle Ben from, uh, from Spider-Man, but with great power comes great responsibility, essentially. But that's, that was the gist of it. So G8, for me, when I started my like, fitness business, that's what I wanted it to be. To me, it was because I knew how, how life-changing fitness was for myself, and I wanted to make sure that I could help others do the same. Right? So I went to SF State okay. after I graduated um, Woodside High School and took business business management. I didn't know what I wanted to do, bro. (laughs) I had no idea what I wanted to do after (laughs) school. I was kind of just like delaying the inevitable, right? Just, I I, I knew I wanted to make money. I I always imagined myself like driving a BMW, wearing suits. I thought, I thought it would be finance, honestly. I I remember I wrote my like high school term paper on the stock market. Um, So that's kind of where I thought it was gonna go. I just wanted, I just wanted money, right? Like my dad, he made so much money selling drugs that like, I knew I didn't want to be poor and being like, you know, with my yeah, mom yeah. moving 30 times, I knew we were fucking poor. So <clears throat> I, I basically knew what I didn't want, what type of life I didn't want to live. Um, so that, that just really drove me to work hard, but I didn't know what it was I was going to do because nothing really jumped out. Nothing made sense to me. Um, in college, uh, I boxed. So after football in high school, I was like, dude, even though I loved that, like I could put on muscle and I, I, I was improved so much from training. It still felt very unfair um, in that, like, dude, I, I try and trying to cover a 6'4 receiver. It's just, you know, it's kind of dumb. So that was also <laughs> the time when Manny Pacquiao was doing his thing, just, like, killing people and being Filipino. I was like, hey, I want to do that. Like, seeing a Filipino person, um, you know, dominate a sport in that way, it was inspiring. So I jumped right into that after um, high school. Did that for a few years. Boxing the Amateurs loved it um and that's actually kind of what got me straight too because my first i think my first semester or second semester i was so bad in school <clears throat> i got like pretty much all d's and f's maybe a c or two just to keep me <laughs> the i had just just good enough grades to where they were like hey you get one one semester to fix this gpa if it doesn't crack i think it was i want to say it was 2.0 but it might have been like a 1.8 it might not even been 2.0 average They're like dude if you want to be going here you have to at least get this um, so I stopped partying and then I dove into boxing and then I think I scheduled my first fight soon after that. So fast forward a couple of years, boxing, fighting every day. Um, one of my last matches, I, we were doing just like a, like a smoker in San Bruno. And that gym used to be called LA boxing. And now it's called UFC gym. So they got bought out. But I remember seeing a vendor's booth that had like a, like a slushy machine going. And they had like sample powders of protein and stuff like that. I, I, I don't think I went up to it that time, um, but I remember seeing them there um, because like while I was warming up, I took a look at the vendors, <clears throat> but I, I didn't really mind it. And then after the match, I remember this was like the first year I was on Instagram, maybe with the first month, honestly, I think 20, 2011 or 2012 or something. But it was way back. And I remember getting a friend request yeah. from San Mateo or Max Muscle San Mateo and then seeing yeah. That they did like supplements and saw that they were at the match. And I was like, oh, I remember them. They were cool. Um, and just kind of left it at that. And then I remember I had another fight scheduled like three months later. And then I was trying to get my uh, my doctor's clearance to go into the fight for the next year. And then they ended up not clearing me. So they said they, oh, like, wow. the lining in between my skull and my brain was so, so thin that they didn't want me to fight um oh, and at shit. the time i think i had a really bad stuttering problem and um i was i was just doing this all the time so i'd be i don't know what you call that quivering it was weird it was like a weird twitch that i couldn't stop so i'd twitch and i'd stutter um yeah and and in the That's in the hospital room it's not a good thing it's not a good thing and in the, in the hospital room or like in the examination room they were asking me questions they fired off a sequence of math questions i was able to answer them pretty quickly <clears throat> and my mom was there with me And then after the math questions, they were like, "And what's your mom's name?" And I blanked out, bro. I looked at her. I I, for some reason I just couldn't think of it. And that's not like that's not normal, right? So then at that point, I kind of like I sided off. I was like, "Okay, then, I get it, right?" So I can't. I accepted the fact that I wasn't gonna fight anymore in that just in that moment. I was like, "This is terrifying," Um, and she was. Yeah yeah she was like promise you won't ever try again so i was like okay cool i have one but i have one more fight right so i had it i was already trained so and i was still <laughs> technically cleared to keep going it was like for the next year i was trying to renew um yeah so i did the fight and then afterwards so you did it anyways i did it anyways yeah <laughs> i mean i was good dude i barely got touched i was good so i barely got touched um <laughs> did my thing and and the cool thing about boxing was like i was able to i felt like i was able to like showcase not only uh, how do I say this? You can you can kind of show your personality through through fighting a little bit, right? Like you can tell how someone is like when you watch yeah, them fight. Yeah. Like, do they get angry easily? Are they having fun? Are they scared? Are they nervous? Just by the way they move. And I think what what attracted yeah. um, the guys from San Mateo, Max Muscle at the time, to me was I was just having fun, dude. I was like smiling, I was laughing, I was like talking to the dude. Like it was, I was having fun and I was kicking his <laughs> ass. I think. Um, So they were like, dude, we want you to like take supplements and maybe keep fighting and represent the brand and help promote us. So I was like, okay, cool. That's, that would be awesome if I didn't have to stop. But I remembered on their Yelp page, they had, um, a transformation picture of Mike Connell. So my first fitness coach and, you know, Mike, and now he's an IFBB pro. Um, but it was, dude, this was before. This is after he might have competed one time, so it was really early in Mike's competition career, bodybuilding career. Um, yeah. And and I was like, I oh, actually can't fight anymore, but I want to do what he did. And they're like, all right, cool. That's like and they didn't ask any, they didn't think they asked why. But they were like, all right, cool, let's do it. So they gave me a, uh, like a big ass tub of weight gainer because I was I fought at one thirty, so they're like, all right, you need to get big, obviously. So I was like, okay, cool, let me get big. Like I remember I've done this before, so that part really wasn't hard. Um, Took the gainer, worked yeah. out, kind of. Um and well the thing is about nutrition too is I would always I learned a lot about nutrition while boxing. So I remember I was never a wrestler and I knew a lot a lot of my friends would wrestle and they would fucking be eating ice cubes at lunch and like chewing on celery until it looked all <laughs> fucking I don't even know what how to explain what it looked like, but yeah. it was nasty. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, oh we need to make yeah, weight. And they're just spitting
0: everywhere. And they're
1: just spitting in a cup, and yeah. I was like, that's so horrible. And they look drained. And I remembered like <laughs> I forget what i was watching and i was like i would never want to be in that state and then have to, to fight right so i actually would be on youtube i think the guy's name was scooby it was like this old dude jack that he would talk about nutrition and i, I took yeah, notes and yeah. basically you know what i'm all right? um so he was i, know you're I talking learned about you know. i learned nutrition through there pretty much and then i would diet myself down you know a pound a week for like 12 to 16 weeks into into my fighting weight so i'd already done it basically right like I was basically like, oh, I could do the diet part. I knew I could. So all I needed to do was instead of boxing for fucking 10 hours a day, just switch it to lifting weights, like two hours a day and some cardio. This should be easy, (laughs) right? So that was in like twenty end of 2012. I think the first coach I hired was Mike. And then after we did a a practice cut, I went into um, and said, hey, I want to compete, like for real. I actually hired his coach, Omar Ventura, and then we went. I think I went on a build and then cut down for a show within like 6 months from that point. I think it was May was my first show, so that was in I think I switched over to Omar in like December or January. Um did my first show was fucking dude, it was intense. Um back then there was so many people in classes like now I go to a show there's like 5 7 dudes but like, everyone yeah. wins. That that yeah. back then yeah. in a, at a local show, bro, you could get there's fourth like 20 call people. outs, fifth call outs and just like they didn't even care, right? You get one to I'll never forget the first time I saw. Oh, you get one to sixteen. I was like, wait, why are all these other people sixteen? And it's because they didn't even care. After after sixteen, you're not even getting scored, right? So that stuck. And I, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a fun show. I Had a really good time. I was so fucking perfect on that um, on that prep, and it was it was pretty heartbreaking because I felt like I did everything I could um, in my power, and you just you know you just don't. You don't win. And um, I was talking a little bit about that with another pro, I think, when we were at a bachelor party a couple months ago. And he he basically, he Mm -hmm. kind of picked it apart. He was like, so what it seems like after that point, once you realize that no matter how hard you tried for yourself, once you came up short, you always kind of wanted it out after that. And what do you mean? He's like, well, because he said, like, (laughs) oh yeah, after that first show, I would cheat, I would skip cardio, I'd fuck around, I'd fuck around on my peak week. So he's like, yeah, basically. um, I think he said it was John Jones or Jones Bones, the fighter. He said he used to party the night before his fights so that if he lost, he could say, oh man, I was partying all night. So that was a pretty mind blowing epiphany that I had later on. Like after after (laughs) not competing for like four years, I was like, "Mm, this guy's onto something um but you know in in doing that that was so in doing that um in doing that show though like along the way i met my wife through instagram and we were basically prepping for a same a show at the kind of around the same time in the summertime and we just we clicked it was it was way before instagram dm so it was super cordial casual i guess i would just like comment on her stuff and i actually wanted her to help me with my like fitness page that i had um yeah then when she came out here i was, it was i basically did we just started dating after that and then yeah fast forward I think we're going on like our eighth year wedding anniversary now um so time is absolutely yeah. fine time is fine um yeah and during that time right I, I pretty much worked at worked at the supplement shop and would um do nutrition plans like that was my thing that was that was my thing that would help actually help pay for our flights and our trips for her to come here like I was I was working at Max Muscle or uh, San Mateo Sports Nutrition, but it was like it was like minimum wage, you know. It was not, it was not a job <clears throat> or a career, but I was finishing up school, and then anytime we'd want to see each other, which was hard because she was originally from Toronto, like we had to come up with money, you know, and then she'd have to miss work or I'd have to call in, so it was really hard. And then I just remember like, okay, I'm going to start selling meal plans, and this is how I'm going to like fund it. Um, and then at some point in the middle, the district manager from max muscle, just in passing, I don't know what he, what, what we were talking about, but he said, Hey, there's this guy kind of in, in the Valley that one of the stores I work at, he, he made a hundred grand selling meal plans last year. And I was like, "Word." And, and this is like one of the cool things. Like, I'm so glad that like my younger self was like in this mindset of like, Oh, if it's, if it's been done it's possible. All right and like i feel like so many people are just so quick to they hear something and they want they want to fi- they want they want to find the reason why why that person had it easier oh maybe it was a busy store maybe there's no no one else around that area maybe whatever right like i didn't need any of that i just needed to know that hey, fuck i can make 100 grand doing that i'm gonna try so then after that i think that night i <laughs> took the few that had like two or three transformation pictures that i had from um previous clients that just like hit me up on instagram and said hey can you help me horrible progress pictures bad lighting, different, like you could barely tell it was the same person, but I used <laughs> them and I put three people's and then mine. So I had like a little grid of four and then I had it up in the store. Like basically anytime I was working and I put it by the the counter and anytime someone buys something or have a good a question, I would basically explain to them what I did. And then, you know, two clients became 10 became 20 and it was just, it started to you know get more lucrative as i as i felt like i got better as at it and uh through the years too i, I worked with multiple coaches so after omar i worked with ariel your coach now um like five others So just basically i was like i want to work with every coach that yeah. i respect and, and that seems like they're doing a good job so i can learn more right for me it was never about like being on a team loyalty that's not that wasn't important to me it was like all market research to figure out like how to be a better coach um yeah. So that's that's kinda how I did it and then fucking I know I don't know wanted to like give you the exact numbers, but it went from like five thousand my first year to like thirty to sixty and then I think by the time I graduated uh it was it broke the hundred hundred K mark. Probably probably the year that he told me, Hey, someone someone made a hundred, that's within within probably twelve months I, I broke that. Um kind of dabbled within that range for a little bit one or two years i was able to scale up to i think 200 and that felt really good and i think that was around 20 2017 2018 <clears throat> and during that time my wife was working like this stressful job she was a, she was like managing a restaurant in san carlos nolani shout out to y'all um super good hawaiian food right <laughs> but like there was just too much drama going on there to where she would come home stressed out all the time and we were on a birthday trip to Tahoe, and I was like, you know, if you stop working, I think I got it. Like, you could take six months off. Maybe if I need you to work again, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know. But just, like, see what you want to do. Like, this doesn't it's – not, it's not a good feeling to see you unhappy and stressed So you quit. In hindsight, it wasn't, it wasn't a good move at that moment because there was a point where, I, where we, were, we were burning through money faster than I was making it. But like, at the same time, that kind of gave me a sense of urgency <laughs> to be like, oh shit, I need, I need to get better. I need to improve my systems, then improve my marketing. Um, so I was able to dive in and figure out, okay, how do I make this 200, 500? Or how do I, how do I double it? How do I triple it? Um, did that within a year and then got in a house here in the Bay area, bought my first house. I think we got my keys on my birthday, my 28th or 29th birthday, huge milestone in my life, obviously. And then we're here for a little bit and then pandemic hits so the the journey of this this fitness coaching business that i had went from like a side hustle right not even a side hustle to like paying for flights to you know uh giving me the job that i thought i wanted after college right so i graduated and was already making 100k so i didn't do anything with my diploma after that haven't worked since i don't know my last job before before the supplement company best buy or some um to replace my my yeah, career like my career, career. <laughs> something like that yeah yeah before that you're right um, <laughs> so it was it's it's been a journey dude you had to to like be able to retire my wife to be able to buy a home to chill to travel to do all the things um, and then and then yeah once the pandemic hit it was it was scary dude I mean everyone was scared obviously but I felt like the um, this is what happened <clears throat> so I remember getting a letter in the mail from from my mortgage company, and it said, hey, if you are affected by the pandemic in any way, just send us this back, and then we'll basically delay your mortgage payments for for, for five months. All right. So I start filling it out, send it back. Like, oh shit, we're lit, right? We're, we're cool. We could chill. We could watch <laughs> Tiger King and fucking Game of Thrones and just drink and eat until this yeah. pandemic's over. Uh, and then they send back the the note, the letter in response, and at the time, so since I was self-employed, like in order to get my house in the first place, it was very difficult. The, the interest rate was like seven percent or something. So I don't know where it's at now currently, but Damn. yeah, last year or something, it was like three. So at the time, my my monthly payment on my house was like fifty five hundred. Um, just a lot. It was kind of a lot. I, I don't know. I don't know. What most people pay, but fifty five hundred is a good amount. So, the the deal was, you don't have to pay for five months. But then you have to pay it all at the end, so it was like yeah, April, yeah. May, June, July, and then August first or whatever. You're paying like twenty-seven thousand, and i was like, okay, well that literally does nothing for me. And uh I think yeah. that day also, I had like two people text me and said, "Hey, the pandemic is this is this is scary. I just need to cancel my plan. Can I get a refund? Even though I just signed up." I was like, oh, "Yeah, cool." So I, I processed two refunds, and I'm like, "Holy shit, we're gonna be." i gotta figure something out right <laughs> and then i don't know like i feel like i just i just stayed on social media i, I kind of just stuck with it um tried to build smaller communities trying like just work with the people that i had and then at, at some point it seemed like everyone was just at home and, and they were getting fat so in the first like few months of the pandemic i remember it was just really just crushed it after that initial shock of like you know like i think in that first week we're like we don't know how long this is going to last a week a month whatever so once we're like in it in it people were signing up at like record rates and then over the summer at some point one of my one of my friends is a a real estate agent who helped me get this house Mm. and he he just randomly said like hey i need you to come check out these houses it's probably like 20 miles from here like outside the city and these houses were fat dude like I mean, in Texas, all the houses are this big, but the, they were like five, yeah. six, seven thousand square feet, brand new. Oh, um, yeah, and in the area, they were like started at three and a half million. So three and a half to five million was like the, the rates, the, the prices of those houses. And then I was walking where around one, Danville, <clears throat> Danville Blackhawk area. So oh, okay. kind of like where, okay, Steph Curry used to live when when they played on this side. And I only know that because they okay. he, they posted somebody bought his house I think for like ten million or something, recently. So, that area. So it's a really nice area, kind of in between here and Pleasant uh, Oakley, where where Jared lives. Um, and I was yeah, I was like, wow, I want to live here. <laughs> and then and then for a second I was like, wait, how do you even afford this? Right, like, it, uh, <laughs> let's just say five million. Let's just do the math. I remember looking at my calculator, and a quarter a quarter like 25% down on 5 million is, is like a million something. Right. And then even at like a decent percent, like the monthly payment came to like 60 to like 90,000 a month. And I was like, what yeah. the hell? Like, how does that make sense? Like who could buy this? And I remember telling him like, dude, so do I just start selling drugs now? Or like, as I can't play <laughs> basketball, And right? I'm, I'm not a baller. So like, what do I do? And I was, I didn't, I wouldn't say I felt defeated, but my, my brains were turning. I was like, how do I make more money? And, uh, Instagram littered like the next day or the day after saw a post that said how to make a million dollars. And, um, it was a secret standard, <laughs> basic math, right? If you have a $10 product, the $50 yeah. product, $100 product, $5,000 product, whatever it was. And I'm like, okay, well I don't got nothing to sell. And then on the bottom half of that, which I've never seen before uh, said, if you have a subscription based service, if you have, uh, 250 people that pay $333 a month for a year, you're going to make a million dollars. And I was like, I could do that. That's easy. Like my rates are already higher than that. And <laughs> I kind of already have, I think at that time, uh, in that time in the pandemic, I was running like 150, Act 150, 150 to 170 active clients. Um, I was I was I was like dude I'm fucking almost there right so my my I was like okay over the next year I'm going to switch everyone to monthly recurring and try and get that number to 250 and then I'm going to be I'm going to be a, a millionaire <laughs> you know so that, that was June that was June and I started this thing that I used to I used to post it all the time on my story I had these jars and I'd move a rock over to help track my yeah. like visually how close I was to 250 so like I first had to like work on moving my my active 170 into recurring payments which was a little bit difficult so i was like okay basically i need to i need to sign like 200 more people and then they are starting on recurring so it took me i think a year after it was it was like july i think i was out of town for my birthday and and i crossed that 250 mark so when i came home literally 13 months later that thing was filled so all 250 rocks were moved over and then i checked the bank and it was pretty much pretty much there because at the same time i was also selling other selling other things selling other um programs so took me a year and like dude like literally a year after i said hey how do i make a fucking million dollars i cleared a million dollars in, in in deposits so it was it was mind blowing uh again to see like what fitness can do and what systems can do and what like having a team can do um yeah so yeah that's kind of the the journey of of g8 fitness through through the years
0: yeah, so for those of you that, don't, that, that missed that, he made a million dollars last year. <laughs> it was like 1.3, 1. 1.2, 1. Yeah. Yeah, I remember at the beginning of the year, we were talking. You're like, how much are you doing? And you're like, I'm doing this much. Like, oh, I'm trying to pump it up. And then all of a sudden, three months later, you're like, dude, I'm fucking killing it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah. holy shit. I think when we <laughs> He's talked, <really> doing that.
1: <laughs> uh, I think the year before that, I think I was averaging like $30,000 $30, a month. Um, and then I think that's when we we talked at some point. And then I, I joined just a few different business communities, yeah. business groups. I think I just needed to be around like like minded individuals. Um, not that I knew any yeah. other fitness coach that was doing it at that level at the time, but I was like, okay, it seems pretty easy for me. I'm gonna just go chase it. And then yeah, I think I went from like 30 to 60 to 90 to like 150 or something like something stupid like that. And I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah. I remember when I was like, damn, I'm making six figures, and um, and now that's like a monthly norm, you know? So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the yeah. average of last year turned into the the high month of of every other year before that, um, and it was it was in a little bit in just overall marketing. But then I also hired assistant coaches to help me. I hired a salesperson. Hired VAs. So, though, I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like one point three in profits, but I mean, it's it's, it's still a good amount. Um, but yeah, I I, I think originally uh, the mind boggling part would be like, how do I do all these things at this amount? Because having a team, right? Like I don't have to do certain things anymore. I'm delegating tasks out to have more time to do what I'm good at, what I'm best at, like what I can make money doing. But like, can you really have 200 clients and still be handling leads, growing your account, making content, filming content, like having a life, partying, dealing with friends? Like, no, I don't think you can like, I, I tried, but it was very, it, you, you're burning the candle on both ends, <laughs> you know? So yeah, dude, that was, that was that year. I don't, I don't know. Like, uh i'm pretty at the end of the last year like i know some people would ask me like so what's next right like they i don't know they're so excited to hear what i'm going to what what am i aiming for and i'm chilling bro like i think at this time it's like sit there let it let it grow naturally i don't feel the need to chase any major number at this moment um but just continue to serve you know cuz like towards the end I, i'm not going to lie i did kind of lose sight of 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 kind of like my purpose in a way right like i got so tied up in yeah yeah i got so tied up in like trying to hit those numbers that like i wouldn't i wouldn't even be able to be present enough to appreciate when people said hey you changed my life and i remember i'm gonna i'm gonna send you the video i was young dude beardless probably like 160 pounds and i was saying (laughs) it was like interviewing for max muscle and i was like my name's nico i like fell in love with fitness through football and like boxing it changed my life and like i don't know where this is all going to take me but i'm excited for the journey um and it i talked about how like i remember that video the feeling of of someone telling you hey you changed my life is powerful right and then i remember like at the end of not most of the year but like a good portion of the end of the year i was i wasn't getting people telling me that and it and it was because i wasn't i was just Giving out the numbers, it was I wasn't coaching the way I was coaching to become the coach that I was. I, it was it was all business, you know. So I kind of was able to slow myself down, started meditation, started therapy, and um, journaling. It's it's been it's been good, dude. Like I, and I get that. I, I write in this journal every morning, and one of the things that I say, like, what would make today great? And it's one of them is usually, um, if I could make someone feel heard or seen. Like truly and deeply, you know, and then the other ones, if, if someone could tell me that, that I either made their day or changed their life, one of those, one of those two things. And then the third one's something, something different. I try and mix it up, but that's usually what makes a great day, you know? And yeah. I thought, you know, when I thought of this dream life, I used to, I used to manifest a lot. I used to write in this journal, all the things that I wanted and like one thing on there says like oh i, I want to drive a lamborghini and then like I, I put a little toy on my on, on my dresser behind me or my counter and like would look at it every day and think like i want to drive a lamborghini and, and and ended up buying one at the end of last year and like driving it is not it like that's not what would make today great you know it's like it it, it yeah does not compare to someone calling you or leaving you a message or sending you a message saying that you've changed your life. it does not and then, like at the end, I was like, "What? What did I do all this for? Then, like, why did I chase this? Why did I work so hard to like scale up and make all this money when like I had everything already?" And it was it was a weird yeah. place to be, um, to just try and and figure out and sit through. But like, it's been it's been a good it's been a it's been an interesting six months. You know, like we're we're deep into twenty twenty two, and <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a life change yeah, for
0: sure. That's uh. So, what you just said is like part of the, a big reason other than the fact that we're good friends is it's a big reason that I want to have you on the podcast. Cause one of the questions that I want to ask everybody is what does success mean or look like to you? Because everybody has a different idea. You know, when you come from trying to build something and you want you know more money, like sometimes you think it's money, but then, I mean, I've noticed like people that make a ton of money, they're not focused on the money for the success they're focused on something else so like what what does success look like for you yeah so i'm gonna steal
1: like a little a little story from (laughs) my wife my wife told it to me i don't know what book she got it from but it's essentially like the story of a mexican (laughs) fisherman right so there's this fisherman on on a on a beach one day and a businessman sees him and he's like, hey what, what do you got going on and he's like i'm just fishing and he's like oh cool well you know if you took these fish and brought them down there, you would be able to sell those fish and then buy another boat. And then if you just kept doing that, that those two boats would pay for a bigger boat, which would pay for a bigger boat. And you could pretty much like run this Island. And he goes, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of just chilling, dude. Like I wake up in the morning, see my wife, we have breakfast. I come here, fish, hang out, take my fish home. And then just, you know, relax. That's like what a day looks like. He's like, yeah, but like you can run the Island. And then, the old man goes, okay. Well, what what happens after that? And then he goes, well, once you ha- once you run that, you could get a bigger boat and just basically run, run all the fish through and make all the money, and just retire. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, then what do you do after that? And he goes, well, then you could just you know, wake up, do whatever you want on your time, eat breakfast with your wife, and then come here and fish and just you know go back home. And and I was like, holy shit! And I, what's funny is like she told me the story before. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna make it one point. I'm gonna make a million. I'm gonna get a Lambo. And it's it's odd that I feel no different, you know? Like having a Lamborghini, having having nice things, even being even being in this house compared to the house that we started, the apartment that we started in. It feel it doesn't feel different. So I think like it's it's important. Like God, I, I don't know what it is about me, but like, is it fair to say? Hey, I knew success wasn't or money can't buy happiness, but I need to find out for myself. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that from you. It's easy for you to say, right? Like, you fucking drive a Lamborghini, you have a house, you have all these things going on, and and you're gonna tell me that like money doesn't make you happy? Like, no, that's that sounds like that sounds like bullshit. You know, it just it just does to me. So, <laughs> I, like, I wouldn't buy it. No, yeah, for sure, did not buy that. And the story, I like the sound of the story. I'm like, wow, that's fucking yeah, dude, that guy he could do that but i think in to, to, to look a little bit deeper like success has to Im- include in some way happiness and it's just they don't like a successful life a fulfilled life doesn't need money doesn't need the things um but a lot of times i think we we do prioritize freedom which money can buy us freedom you know um like reddit has this uh yeah reddit has a subculture i, I want to call i want to call i want to say they're called fire or something it's like Financially independent, young, like retired, some, something that effect. I forget the, uh, the acronym, but it's basically like, yeah. how do you become financially independent and retired at a young age? And um, I remember when one of my other clients who's a small business owner. She was like, cool. You, like, you, you hit that milestone. Okay. So like, what's next? And like, in my mind, I thought like, dude, I can, I don't have to work for the rest of my life. Like I have enough invested. I have enough things going on. Like I get passive income. I, I can chill. I don't have to fucking do anything and like on the call with her, it was a 15 minute check in super quick. I like, we banged up macros. We talked about things. And she literally asked me this like profound question. What's next. And in that call, I realized like, I don't want to give up coaching. Like, I don't want to stop coaching like that. That fulfills me so much. Just like the few calls that I have, like I'm working towards, you know, like trying to have the big boat, but then just to come back to this, it's like my, I'd be giving up two of the things that in my opinion, make each day. Great. Right. Like, changing lives <clears throat> and serving and uh yeah so so when when i said that i'm like all right well i always thought that i'd be done coaching at 35 or wh- whatever year when i'm just done but like i was literally at a point where i could pull the plug on it walk away not do anything probably for the rest of my life and still be fine but it's not that doesn't i would be for sure less happy because like that fulfillment piece wouldn't be there yeah right like if you're making money and you're not yeah If 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 you're not fulfilled or you're not Challenged or you're not growing it i don't know I don't know if, if people are different but i that's that's for me it's success or building the life that you want would definitely need some form of fulfillment prioritizing your actual happiness um and then having freedom in there as well but not it's i don't know why it's just so easy you just you just think of like success as as traveling going where the fuck you want having sports cars jets like Sure. I guess, but it could be, I don't know if it's, if it's unfulfilling and and you don't have people around you that love you, it's it's not going to be, it's not anything. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah. I think the biggest thing people just want is the freedom of choice. You want to choose whether you want to work or you want to do something or not. And when you find out that you have the choice, you're going to go back to doing something that you love anyways. And if you already do that for your job, then you're just gonna go back to go to work. Exactly. <laughs> but you just exactly. want the choice so to not have to I think to that's to... Also,
1: if I felt like if I didn't actually love what I did, it would have been hard to get to this point. You know, like there might be a lot of coaches that, yeah. that might like fitness, but they don't actually love what they do. So it would be really hard to, to even get to that point of like financial freedom through this vehicle. Um, but I just think it's so, yeah. it's so perfect, right? Like you're already remote, we, we can work from wherever. Yeah. Um, we get paid for our opinion it's yeah. low overhead for the most part so you know as a like a 21 year old 20 year old now starting off that's getting into fitness like dude in the next five to ten years like you can definitely build yourself of uh like a, a life that is financially free and fulfilled and you kind of just you kind of just got to stick with it you know
0: yeah i mean when uh when i first signed up with you and i was trying to i was in the same situation you were in. i was trying to you figure were. out what i was yeah. doing you know i went to a good school all that stuff and I was like, dude, I don't like anything. <laughs> there's, there's you, like, were no you were doing everything. There's no job that sounds appealing to me. Door dash. Yeah. Doing...
1: I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Was man, everywhere. It was, yeah. And prepping. Yeah. yeah you know? and so no, like, it, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But it, 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 like, it led you there. But I'm surprised. I don't know why it took you so long to start. But starting coaching is hard. All right? Like you can't just walk in and be like, hey, I'm gonna yeah. I, I I I I know what I'm doing. Like beyond looking good yourself, that's only half the battle. If no one's no one's going to bat for you, no one can say, Hey, yeah, he helped me. It's it's kinda like you're passing out flyers after the raves, you know, like here, take this, take this. Like, no, no. <laughs> it's just no, bro. Like, I'd rather get invited by somebody that that's that's there or that already went there, kind of thing. Like it's it's almost feel like you're like soliciting. Yeah. So yeah. In that sense, it was hard to know that, like, hey, I I knew you knew what you were doing and you can help people. But like just that that base credibility wasn't there yet. So it was it was a slow, slow game, you know, like you definitely built up your roster over time, but it wasn't it's not where it's at now. Right. And that's and that's the, that's the hard part. Right. Like, yeah. can you delay gratification? Can you go a year getting no money and still having to Uber? and DoorDash for for side for side money before you have enough proof that yeah. you're a half decent coach and and you did yeah. so props to you i brother. mean you did it fuck
0: yeah yeah i mean for me it was i didn't know or think like it could this could be a job or it could be a thing like you know i mean back when we were first getting into it it was like you're a personal trainer you're not yeah Online coaching wasn't even really a thing. I know. And when I saw you and Ariel, who happened to be my, the only two coaches I do, I've ever I worked I with, say. He's only um, you guys are making a living. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, okay. So I guess it's possible. It's and possible, I but I is it like likely? That. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, so I don't think like, you were sold yet. It <laughs> is possible, but yeah. Well, you know, you always have that imposter syndrome. You're like, well, I don't know if I could do it. I know, like, obviously, like they can do it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do it. And, you know, eventually it was for me, it was just, uh, you know, one of those rock bottom situations where it was like, yeah, you better figure something out or you're not going to pay, pay your bills. So, yeah, like, All right, I'm, exactly. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> exactly. It's, but, it's but, something um, that you
1: could figure out. Otherwise, you would have been working at like a restaurant. You would have just done something else. Um, yeah.
0: They made it work. Yeah. Yeah, man. But um, I wanted to ask you. So like in the beginning, when you first started coaching, did you ever think that you could make this amount of money and at what point Did you kind of break the belief that you could only do this small amount into growing it to, you know, where you believe Mm -hmm. in yourself now? Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously there was a, there was a
1: really low cap. Um, When I thought of coaches that I knew (laughs) at like 24 hour fitness, San Carlos, I'm talking like a grungy, one of the grungiest twenty fours at least in this area. And like the coaches (laughs) were old school bodybuilders that would wear like the same shit every day. And I'm like, okay, even if that's the best yeah. coach in this area, I don't know if he walked here or, or he took the bike. I know he don't got money, you know. So it wasn't it wasn't appealing to me, <laughs> and I didn't think yeah. it would even be so. Until it took a while, bro, and it really did take the, my my district manager to say, hey, somebody cleared hundred grand, and then at that point, that was kind of the I wouldn't say the cap, but when I worked backwards, when I reverse engineered that hundred thousand, and I was like, okay, well, right now, I'm charging three hundred fifty bucks for for a plan 350 to 500 or whatever it was uh you yeah. know i need 200 200 people to sign up in this year so that's like 20 people a month and that's it, that wasn't the you know that's not what i was doing and even if that yeah. was the amount how do i have that many people at once it, it it just didn't really make sense so there was like a bottleneck in yeah in that so when when yeah, I think it it really did. I kind of had to pave my own way and just slowly bump up my own rates. And as I, you know, went from the hundred to one hundred fifty to two hundred two hundred fifty to five hundred, I was just like, "Holy shit, this is there's there's a there's a if there's a cap, it's I'm not I'm not anywhere near it because at that point, I still hadn't I still hadn't hired any like any team members, um, and then only recently, maybe in the last like two years, I see. Oh. Make 10K fit, ten k k a month as a fitness coach. Like I get bombarded on my Facebook by coaches that that promise you oh, yeah. they'll they'll help you t- they'll help you learn that right. So even even when I was in those, like I knew I was gonna make a million in this industry, but none of them were doing it. Like a lot of them, they might have made some money doing coaching, but they made a majority yeah. of their money coaching coaches. So Business then coaching. you're not yeah. really help you're not really helping me as a fitness coach unless like I want to make the switch to doing what you're doing, which eh, I don't really know. Like I just kind of wanted to keep doing what I'm doing, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think once I once I hit this, I was like, okay, this is I could see how I can do do more. I don't really feel the need to, that I want to. And then when I was talking to you the other day, that you were in a like in a group, um at that convention and someone that's like 12 a year I was like oh well I got I got to step my shit up 20, like I got to figure 20. something else out what what is the number <laughs> like 200 grand a year 20. or something 20 grand a year or 20 20 million a, no, a year 20
0: 20 million a year yeah okay
1: so yeah that's it's over a million a month. so like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm flexing six figure months and like yeah. there's someone doing a million a month so there's levels to it right but like yeah I'd have to I'd have to look and yeah. see what he's doing to be like okay yeah that's something I want to do but the you know along the yeah. way you definitely want to make sure that you're not watering down the service right like because I think in order to get here I yeah. did have to be personable I did have to actually get to know my clients to take the time to talk to them to respond to them like I pride myself bro in like my response time I leave my my red receipts on and like do, rarely anyone ever complains about me not responding to coaches and like every other coach that I know or every other client that I've signed that worked with another coach said they never fucking respond or they take too long or they take the whole week or they take a week or they don't respond. I'd say probably that's yeah. 80% of the coaches, maybe more, maybe, maybe more of them. Um,
0: that's the, say, that's yeah, the experience yeah, that I had. You know, I
1: had, I had 10 and nobody responded as fast as I did. Not, not nearly yeah. as fast. So that kind of too justified, right? Like in, in, the, in my journey of like doing market research and working with some of these coaches, again, that I respected and that do great work that's just something that I wanted to be the best at or known for being very good at. It's just like, not dude, you got to respond in a timely manner in order to really show (laughs) that you give a shit. Right. Because like, if your girl texts you and you fucking get back to her in a week, Oh, you're, you're fucking either in trouble or single. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. You can't, you can't like try and be talking to a chick. Like when you, when you, when you first started talking to your wife now, Mary, right? Like, would you, did you respond a week later in her DMS? Hell no. You know what I mean? Like that's not going to happen. No. So how are you supposed to build a yeah. solid relationship with that much time in between, it doesn't make sense. So I was like, okay, well, once I think I was on like my fifth or sixth coach. And he's, he's a, I think he's a pro. He might, he may or may not be a pro. He has some pro athletes. And he was like, no one works harder for, for my clients than I do. And then I remember seeing, reading through his, his docs, and then he basically gave specific times where I can message him. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, if he believes that, then <laughs> I'm going to yeah. rock with that. And, and then I'm going to say, well, then I guess nobody works harder than me because I work harder than him. And he, must, he knows a lot of coaches, so I guess, yeah. I guess this is where I'm at. So I bumped my rates up, and I think at that point, <laughs> that was when I crossed the, the mark of like, okay, no other, coach, no other coach that I've hired charge this high. I think i've paid like 300 yeah. for coaching 1200 1500 2500 that range for four months at a time 16 weeks whatever yeah and yeah now i'm at like five five grand so double yeah. Yeah, triple 10x i don't know i, I think so i hope people yeah. aren't slanging meal plans <laughs> and shit for a coaching for 500 bucks for I, don't, I hope not but if they are yeah, yeah. best of luck to them but yeah, that's that's kind of how <laughs> I set the cap. So as I, I was basically pushing my own limits as we went through the years to say like, huh, I can make more, I can make more, I can make more, um, and then also being smart, right? Like you, you, we get all that money. Like you have yeah. to understand investing and not just spending. You have to understand taxes. You have to understand how yeah. to <laughs> yeah. deal with write-offs and, and and stuff like that. So that's that's something you had to learn along the way, right? Like at least when I was doing it, the first time, the first two years where I had to, like a huge tax bill. Dude, I was sweating. I remember it was like the room was spinning with anxiety. I was like, "Oh my god, how am I supposed to pay this?" Like no one told me that I should be paying quarterly on this. Like no one's going to fucking DM me and say, "Hey, like I know you're a fitness coach. You yeah. should probably be paying quarterly beforehand." No one told me that, right? So like yeah. You got to figure it out on your own. Um like hopefully now the business <laughs> coaches the business business fitness business coaches that are out there are, are teaching stuff like that, like financial literacy on top of you know how to send out cold dms and whatnot but like i don't know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i mean um i mean obviously i have some experience working with you and you know i we've been friends for you know 10 years now so i know how it's grown i mean when i first signed up with you i remember i, I showed up to max muscle and What'd you pay? i don't know if you know this but i paid i paid for your uh for your coaching with my school loan money that was supposed to be for books that's what i did my first <laughs> I, I paid for my first yeah. boxing coach with my school loans. yeah yeah but it wasn't yeah. a lot right and then yeah yeah it was like 400 400 yeah yeah and um i remember i showed up and he gave me a huge packet it was like probably like 20 plus pages of just whatever the meal plan was and just like material. how to do this and how to do that yeah and i was like oh I mean, at first I was like, Oh, God, damn. I mean, I guess this is, this is legit. It's, and then, um, it was a lot. Yeah. But the, um, and then, you know, now obviously you coach different cause it was more of like a, it was more bro diet back then. And mm-hmm. you know, you've grown as a coach and everything. All right, right, But one, one thing that, uh, always stuck out to you, uh, stuck out to me about you and, and Ariel, like the only two people I've worked with, I think I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've never actually experienced that where no one has responded to me. Yeah. Before, you haven't had that. you, you know, that I, you. I've heard five, five days, seven days. Yeah, you know, so I always modeled the way that I do things off of that, because I felt like that was what kept me in check, right. to be able to know that you're gonna you're gonna respond to me. And you're gonna be like, yo, don't, don't fuck this up. Don't yeah, be stupid. At least and, that, right. You know, I always appreciated the personal aspect. And the biggest thing for me was that because you guys were so personable, it made that much more of an impact on my life versus, you know, you just read something mm-hmm. off a screen, you're like, you're basically doing it by yourself. But when yeah. someone's talking you through it, and they're there for you, and you know, both you and Ario have asked me questions that are more personal than just, hey, how's your how you feeling? You feeling better? Oh, yeah. you know, stuff like are that, you like like late? Stuff actually like that. caring. And definitely. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that I modeled my coaching after. And I'm just wondering, like, when you were going through that thing last year, when you were trying to push numbers, and you know, you're trying to hit this goal. And like, I know, you're you're very tunnel vision. um, How did you bring yourself back to coaching in your style? And, you know, focusing on the fulfillment of actually coaching versus just trying to build the business more, which ended Mm -hmm. up being fulfilling? It was, um,
1: it was a combination of like, going to AA. So, I like, I oh got totally smashed. I forget what, what day, it was sometime in January, early January. And, um, long story short, I, I woke up the next day and went straight to an AA meeting and was like, dude, I'm fucked up. Like, this is not cool. Like, I've been drinking so much, so often. And I don't, and I wasn't drinking like socially. I was like drinking to black out. <clears throat> and it was hard to accept at the time. Yeah. But that's what I did. I, so literally, what's, what's June? So I'm probably oh, six months sober now. Um, and that's coming from drinking at least three times, if not four to five a week, just all the time. Um, so going to AA first and then after that, um, I signed up for therapy. Would do. I had like two different ones that I would run twice a week. So I was basically doing like three AA meetings a week with like two therapy sessions a week, uh, added in meditation, started reading, and then journaling. And that, that brought me back. So it was – I mean it was fast. Um, and my, my therapist, my, one of them was basically saying like, you are by far the most introspective person I've worked with. Like, I don't know. I don't believe in coming, coming to her with the same problems every week. Right. And sounding like a broken record. Like if, if you talk me through something, I'm going to come back and figure it out and or do what I need to do to make sure I'm in a better place the next time. Um, so yeah, she kind of like jokes with me now like okay well have a good week like i'm sure next time i talk to you you're probably gonna like be running for president of another something like that and i was like it's it's what it seems like to her because it's so fast um yeah. but yeah that that yeah. brought me back and then i think it was it was journaling and it was writing and the things like what, what what would make today great to put it into perspective and as much as i wanted to put like the the things the monetary things like every it, all the things that actually made me happy um, I've had in my life for the last like six, seven, eight years. And, um, yeah, yeah. But it was like, it is really cool to just kind of get that because <clears throat> I think you get it from fitness too, but, and I know you've quoted this, but I think some, something, something the effect of like self-confidence is like, you You want to finish this sentence for me? Like, how do you explain self-confidence to to somebody that like doesn't know what it is or like, what is the Um, process in gaining self-confidence?
0: For me, it's self-confidence comes with like having a good relationship with yourself and keeping, keeping your word to yourself. So if I say that I'm going to do something, if I don't do it, like, where's my confidence? Like, I don't, I don't even believe myself if I'm lying to myself. So how can anybody else see that in me? So you have to be able to, you know, follow through on whatever it is that you said you're going to do or whatever you believe you are. Like to me, who you are is always evolving and always changing. So just because you were nice one day doesn't mean you're nice today, you know? So you, it's something that you always have to put deposits into. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I remember you, you said it. And I think you, you kind of elaborated on, on one of the, some smaller kind of quarter posts that I saw, but it's, if you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't follow through, why would you believe yourself the next time, right? And when you, you basically yeah. you're, you're putting a high, high, high value on your own word to yourself. And, um, yeah, just, you know, being able to do that so many times in life, like whether it was like, I'm going to make a hundred grand or I'm going to get this, or I'm going to do that. I'm going to get this. I'm going to do that. There's, there's already so many times that like I've accomplished it that to where that little part of me that says, Oh, well, maybe you still need to do that. Otherwise it it's, it's not there anymore. It's kind of already drowned out or I can say, Oh, I want to do this. And if it didn't happen, it's not like my whole the world is shattering you know like it's not that serious yeah um because i think at some point you need to focus on just a little bit more balance right like cuz some things some some accomplishments that we have or some 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 goals might be so lofty that <clears throat> you have to be obsessed and balance isn't going to be there and i know for a fact that i lost balance or probably didn't have any balance right for so many years in order to to get to where i am at so like i can't sit here and tell people that like hey if you want to start a business you need to spend this much time meditating. You should take this much personal time. You should take days off. You should tell, give, get, set people set boundaries with their clients. Like I can't say that because I didn't fucking do that, right? That's like being the huge guy in yeah. the gym that's like lifting two pounds. He said, "Oh, it's all about mind muscle connection." Yeah, bro, but what were you doing for the last ten, fifteen years slamming heavy weight, <laughs> right? So don't don't come at yeah. me and saying that. Yeah. So that's why it's a little bit weird for me to say that. I I preach balance now, or that I that I value balance, yeah. and boundaries yeah. and and some of these other things but only after i was able to say oh shit well i guess this wasn't uh it's not all that you know like <laughs> like what is money doing yeah. in the bank what's a number like it's it's an imaginary thing
0: yeah yeah i mean it, it's, it's uh, a you know hindsight's always 2020 20, and, always. and when you're shooting for the goal you're always just focused on the goal and then when you get there you realize that you know yeah you know <laughs> there's other things but mm-hmm. um So when you're, when you're bringing yourself back and you're going to therapy, you're going to AA, all that stuff. Did you have like this one big through break, big breakthrough moment, like an epiphany, or did you just, you know, slowly find your purpose and fulfillment and, and get back to yourself?
1: I think it was pretty slow, but it was very sudden. It was almost like after a week, (laughs) like a week of three, three AA meetings. Actually, you know what? I think the first AA meeting was like the most profound. I was I was sitting there and then like you can hear it in their voice bro like you could hear the pain and you can hear the regret and the, it's 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 you hear it it's I don't even know how to explain it they could have I I wasn't I wasn't even really listening to the words they were saying but how they were saying it sounded like it was coming from a place of just pain and suffering and um in that moment I was like I kind of was like I'm I'm an idiot like I live this life. Like, if I told anyone here, like, what my day to day looks like, they would probably want to slap the shit out of me and say, Get your shit together. Like, you are not, like, you're good. Like, figure your shit out. You're fine. You have so much going for you. To almost where I felt not embarrassed, but I just felt like it, this is, like, it's not, what do I have to worry about, kind of thing. Um, because this one gentleman, yeah. basically, his entire day was fighting the urge to drink. <laughs> and then I think they told me, Hey, like one of the, one of the, the homework things was like, write 20 things you could do other than drinking. And I wrote that shit super quickly. And they're all amazing things that I could do. And all <laughs> things that I could do because like, I've been able to have an awesome business. I could do whatever the fuck I want, essentially. Right. I could do literally whatever yeah, I, want. I could go yeah. anywhere I want to tomorrow, stay in any hotel I want to. And just live fucking do whatever I want. So like, that was the first one, and then after that, I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm good." And then after, during that week, I must have gotten not even shitting you like two dozen messages from people saying, "You're kind of acting different." Like from from my newer clients, you're they, they, acting different. Like I'm not gonna, I don't know what it is, but like I'm I'm vibing with it. Like I like it. Like something about you's changed, and it's either helping me in a good way or I'm I appreciate it in some way. And it was. <clears throat> just like the way I am, like I really do love being being recognized, right for 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 either my efforts or for accomplishments or whatever. That's just, just that's how I am, and um, it, it it that did it for me, and it was such a drastic. I'm talking two dozen or so in a week compared to I couldn't tell you the last time someone told me that. Maybe again like the beginning of 2021 or something. It's been a long time, and again, that kind of I kind of said like I wasn't able to, maybe I wasn't able to even be there enough to 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 get that response or i was too fucked up most of the time to even see that they were saying that or trying to say that but it was it was quick man and like just blessed that it was so fast um because i could imagine it being really hard to be to having to deal with that and to still feel like there's this uh, there's other mountains to climb at the same time you know but it's, it's i mean so a lot of again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like I'm looking, I'm basically climbed a mountain and I'm sitting there looking back down like, damn, I did that awesome. But if I still felt like something in me was like pushing me or calling me to, to, to climb another one immediately after I would, it would be
0: hard. It, it would be, I could yeah. see how that would be difficult. I mean, I can imagine how, yeah. I mean, just watching you from far, like, obviously we haven't lived in the same place in a long time, a while. but a while. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I could tell that there, you had a lot going on. Like, at the end of last year, we saw each other a lot, which was the yeah, first time I'd seen most. any of you yeah. guys in and that's over also like a the year. Most, you know, we were seeing each other almost...
1: Like, once a month or something? Yeah.
0: It was, like, yeah, every other most, week. That's the most I've seen. Yeah, I mean, it's it crazy. I just, yeah. Oh,
1: man, I don't know. So, I think the you thing look was... Dra- you just look drained, I honestly. I was just drained. I had nothing. And, like, the... Uh, yeah, so one of the one of the the aha moment actually in therapy that like got me was like one of the things that brought me to therapy was like one day I just cracked and I couldn't I couldn't hear people for a day like I just didn't like they would tell me stuff and it was it was almost like um, like Charlie Brown like 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 I was underwater but what's oh, yeah. funny is like I could still oh, process it enough to be able to like give them macros or to I don't I don't know if they knew I was listening or not listening. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hear all day, and it was just so much in my head about like what was going on. <clears throat> um, look, I'm just gonna talk about it. So like, my dad overdosed, and apparently they had to bring him back. So this whole time, right, like the young kid thinking his dad's a hero, he goes into jail, he accepts it. He still, I still think he's a good dad. To like, but up until that point, dude, this like my whole life, I was like. He's such a good person, and, like, he actually doesn't do drugs. He, he just sells it, and he just wanted to provide for our family. He just wanted to give us a good life. And that's the story I told myself for 30 fucking years. So what do you think it's going to do to me when <clears throat> I get a call and find out that he overdosed? And I'm just like, huh. Like, that, right, and then kind of like the repercussions of, like, what that did to family members and loved ones that I couldn't handle that that one was tough, so anytime for me this is this is like such a t- touchy subject for me is like uh thoughts of suicide right and like the I've had three clients talk to me about that, and I remember it like nearly broke me so and that that's clients right not that, that they're any less, but like clients versus family members is a huge it was a huge yeah. difference, so I remember like someone told me that that's what they were thinking. And I was I couldn't I couldn't function all day. So that's when I signed up for therapy. The next day I basically signed up for BetterHelp and Cerebral at the same time, and I only signed up for both of them because it's telehealth, so it's on Zoom, and they couldn't do same day. So I was like, fuck, I can't I can't wait until next Thursday. So so I I booked up another I booked another one with another company and it was like Monday or something. So between those two things um i was telling my therapist that's what i was going through that's what brought me there and then my thing was like dude i don't understand like how could how they could think that like they live such a good life and you know this the family that they have like they're so surrounded by love and just it just didn't make sense so like me at that point like suicide i just didn't understand it and she was like, well, do you want me to be straight with you, like honest? And I was like, oh, shit, this is not, probably not a good thing if your therapist is asking that. I was like, yeah, please. And she said, well, how does you drinking all the time solve any of the problems that you're going through? And then I was like, I like, had this like nervous laughter that I've never, uh, I mean, I've done <laughs> it a few times. But it was just like this nervous, like, oh, God, like, that's what we're doing. Um, and it, it I was like, I guess it doesn't. And she was like, it's your mind. You know, like telling you that it's it's trying to run from it, and you you drinking is you masking that pain, and you you not wanting to deal with that that those emotions and that pain, and that's the same thing. But their body is telling them, hey, I don't want I don't want to do this anymore. And that was
0: was, my, that, was that early on in your in that your was like the first session, second session. Like I think on. that was my first session, bro. <laughs> that
1: that was my first session. That's heavy. Was that's heavy. Therapists. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're done. And I think I did a couple more with that one, and it was just like was a little bit too mean, bro like it was just too much like i couldn't I couldn't <laughs> deal with it, so the one that I have now is actually uh i've been I've been with her for a longer time and I actually signed up for a couple's therapy, so I hired her as a couple's therapist for me and me and, and Delilah, so we're gonna be doing that like every other week um so it it's been yeah that was that with that moment was was the thing that kind of like really shook me into realizing that, that oh, that's why. Well, I knew why I was drinking because I could, I could accept that, like, I didn't know how to handle it and that when I would get a news or find something else out about, like, the situation, I would just drink. Like, until we were, like, <laughs> I came home with, like, a bottle of 1942 and just smashed it one day. It was, like, right out. It was, like, a Friday night. And then <laughs> I, that, that's all I remember. I remember getting bad news, 1942, woke up the next day. I don't remember anything in between. And it was it was just like so, but it was just so nice not to feel that shit, not not to, to worry about any of it. And like it was on repeat, so I'd rather feel nothing than feel, than feel pain, and feel hurt. So yeah, yeah. By by her connecting that um for me was was very 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 impactful. um And yeah. and my my family's doing better now. That's, uh, that's a- so. They're 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 kind of figuring that out. Like we're just learning learning to accept things the way they are and like under learning to understand how to implement boundaries um yeah so those yeah it's been a, it's been a good it's been a good year okay with growth yeah, yeah that's you know, uh, spiritual that's more for more, more spiritual as uh, far yeah. as as more than business so i was able to like focus on one yeah. thing and then you know i always like to think of like life as you, you like juggle you're, it's like you're juggling these glass balls right like like your health, your relationships, your family, your, your career. And it's just like, dude, you, you can't really just like let one fucking go falling. And that's, that's kind of what it seemed like happened was, ah, I don't know. It's just like, I had, you have to take your, I had to let my foot off the gas off one in order to have enough energy to deal with another. Um, and this year it just feels so much, so much more balanced, which is, which is nice. So I think,
0: yeah, you definitely seem better.
1: Yeah, I'm go- I'm chilling, I'm chilling. So I am gonna I'm gonna add I'm gonna add drinking a little bit back in more socially, obviously, um, for my birthday. But like mm-hmm. you know, in in moderation, which I struggle with. But I I yeah yeah I, yeah. I didn't always have that relationship with alcohol. Um, like you know, I, I never really before never used it to to mask or run from anything. I'm just I I really did use it like oh end of the week let's party let's have fun. Like I really wasn't. I didn't have something that I was like, I don't want to think about that specific thing until until the uh, end of last year. So yeah. I think even by telling my original therapist that she was like, I think you're probably fine. Like, it's good that you're going to AA, but I don't think you're like, like textbook alcoholic. We this, <laughs> you're this definitely experienced like alcoholism or alcohol abuse at this time. But um, but yeah, but I'm like, well, pff, addiction is definitely in my family. So I got kind of got to be careful, you know, uh,
0: d- yeah yeah so do you still go
1: i do go yeah i do zoom like zoom aa it's it's refreshing okay you know and um it's not it's sometimes, honestly sometimes it's just nice to listen and and i don't know like in to be able to yeah. just you know again let people be heard or seen like it, it's a little yeah. deep but i think part of you do feel like like you're you're doing a service to someone just just by being there and just being there to listen you, like there has to be someone on there like i've been i've been on meetings that have like a bunch of people or there's like smaller and intimate but um yeah i i i don't have them scheduled in like before i was like monday at this time wednesday at this time i would go like two meetings on fridays because like i wouldn't want to go out so like after my calls would end I would yeah. do like uh check-in calls from like 10 to four. And then I do a meeting at five and then I eat maybe work out and then do a meeting at like nine o'clock. And that was like for fucking t- two months. Um, but I scaled back some, some weeks I don't, I don't go, but I'm, I'm, but I upped the therapy. So I actually upped therapy, uh, and then, and then hired a, it's like a spiritual guide. It's almost like a spiritual coach. It's bizarre. It's, it's a trip. So we, we just, she kind of pr- pr- probes in a way that you would think a therapist would. Um, but coming from a more, um, spiritual place, it's, 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 it's been life changing for sure. Like what some of the things that I've been able to, to realize through that. Um, and, and Monday, I'm actually starting with this, you know, what NLP is. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm hiring a, and an, Someone to to work with me with NLP um, for the next like twelve weeks or something. We have our first session on Monday. Okay. So kind of just again diving into other things, other forms of of growth and uh, yeah. slash self care, healing, like doing all those things is uh, kind of the kind of the theme for the year, for sure.
0: Yeah, I like it. So. What do you like at this point? You know, I mean, I mean, it's interesting enough that you know when people see you last year, they're like, "Oh, he's at his peak. He's doing this. He's doing that." And then it sounds like you were not at your peak when you talk about it. But yeah, what? Yeah, at at this point, you know, what keeps you going now, and like, like what drives you, and then you know, like what what's pushing you through right now? What do you think of? Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I think I think a lot of what gets me up in the morning is is still that that need to serve um to kind of again to to help people change lives to help guide people through to to, to uh, on a journey to their best self um it it just that's that's what it is that's that does it for me man like again like like retail therapy is fun, but it just doesn't do this. It's not the same. So like, <laughs> it's not the same. That's, that's always the highlight of my day. Like the small things, like just like sitting on the couch with my wife, playing with my dog is those, those little things, getting the messages from clients, like checking up with friends, like every now and then we'll just run over to lunch or grab lunch with, with one of our friends around here. And it's really nice to just be able to do that. Um, So it's, it's kind of just like slowing down, but it's also, it was also kind of realizing that like, Life is still short, you know, since I did want to slow down, slow everything down, but more to to kind of savor it in a way. Right. Like when when you're always chasing that next bag, you're always ready to see like what you did for those numbers. Like I I felt a little bit disconnected, a little bit checked out, like I was always on grind because with that, like you just you just can't stop. So I think what what's keeping me going now is is the feeling of being able to, to stop that and put that on pause and put my, turn my phone upside down for a whole day at a time or just forget it somewhere and be fine. Um, And again, and to, to to just experience life for, for what it is because there are people that, you know, don't even have a 10th of, of the love and that I do in my life, just the people around me they're just, it's so abundant and, and like they're fighting like just so much that I, yeah, so much pain that I've seen through, through AA that like, it just makes me appreciate what I have. And I think what's what yeah again what's getting me back to that is just being able to finally experience that more more fully and being more present. That's that's key. I think I think being present is the is the number one change that I've been able to to, to turn on uh over the last year. Thou- thousand percent. Like that just brings me to where I need to be. You know, I think I was talking with you a little bit, talking with Max a little bit at the bachelor party that we, that we were at. And like, you guys both had this feeling of like, damn, I don't, I don't know if I'm doing enough right now. And I know a lot of people, especially business owners or trainers, competitors, they they just wonder like, damn, should I be doing more? Like, what, what should I, damn, I regret not doing this earlier. Those types of thoughts. And, and I don't have those because I'm like, really like brought in more to the moment and like it doesn't matter to me like (laughs) what i'm doing now is what i'm doing now if like tomorrow if i need to do something in order to take a step forward towards a goal then we'll do that but like right now i'm just gonna enjoy right now and um it's been it's been a lot because i don't yeah i don't that's that anxiety and that weight feels so heavy to just wonder if you're not doing enough or to wonder if you're doing if you should be doing better um, or how things could be different. Yeah. Those things, those things don't serve us, bro. Like, and yeah, like I just, I just feel lucky that I was able to figure, figure that out through meditation and just really be, I, Bro, I never, I never meditated in my life, like properly until this year. <laughs> and I was like, I don't get how you could just sit there and just do nothing. And I'm like obsessed with it. dude. like, I'm like set the ship for like an hour unguided and just sit there. And like I have this like little waterfall now in my, in my room upstairs, and I just like sit with that on running and just close my eyes, and it, the the hour will pass so quick, and I'm just like wow that was, that Damn. was so nice, and then I will look my phone has like 300 messages, <laughs> like oh shit, <laughs> let me get back, to this. <laughs> let me get back to the world, but it's, it's but it's also different because like in the same way that maybe I was, trying to turn things off with with like drinking through meditation, it's more like, I'm just allowing, it myself, I'm allowing myself to feel all those things instead of not feeling yeah. it. So to kind of be able to sit and process all that in quiet, in peace, it's, uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a skill. It was a skill that I had to acquire. It's, de- it's definitely a skill. It's, it's a trip, dude. <laughs> Headspace Headspace is is the, was life-changing for me. The app, like it starts you off oh, like, yeah. like one minute, still one minute. And then bump it at the three, the five, yeah. the 10 to 20 and. <laughs> That shit, bro, it made it so easy. I remember before, yeah. I'm like, I can't meditate. There was this, uh, this version of meditation that my wife put me onto. It was called contemplation. She's like, okay, since you're not going to sit there still, and you're fucking bothering me because you're fidgety. We try to meditate together. She's like, just do contemplation. I was like, what's that? <laughs> She's like, you just literally sit. You could just sit up, cross your arms, look around, and just think. I'm like, okay, I can do that. That sounds easy. So I remember we'd sit like (laughs) we live by the water and we watch like boats pass. And I would contemplate. And it was, it was, you know, it was it was good. But it was too much. It was like sensory overload, right? Because it's like you're looking at everything and you're kind of like processing, oh, that boat looks thing. And then the bird flying, thinking about the bird. You kind of just want to be. It's a lot easier when when there's nothing going on but your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I just didn't like having my eyes closed or something. Um, and then I forget what I was doing. I was in that area and I went to the same spot and meditated where I once contemplated. And it was, it was nice. Bro. It was. Better. It was a good. Yeah. It was a good time. I think it took like thirty <laughs> minutes, and I was like, wow. Why could I not do this before? Why didn't I do this before? Um, but again, <laughs> back to. Like, you can't worry about starting things late. It's like, it is not, it's, I'm glad
0: I'm doing it now. Yeah. mean that's awesome. I mean, I have downloaded Headspace and I, I, wow. I literally downloaded it and then never opened it. Yeah, open, open that shit. Just do one so minute and on then you are like, wow, that's kind of yeah. easy.
1: I'm chill. And you do feel yeah. like way better, oddly. Yeah, so I start my day most of the time with, with that. Unless I like get up super late. Um, at least like a quick three minute. Uh, on there. And then if I have time throughout the day, I'll just like throw in a random longer session.
0: Okay. All right. So I only have a couple more questions for you. So I don't Easy. want to keep you too long, chilling. but so what is, or was your greatest influence? It could be, uh, an event, a person, you know, a thing, like what was your greatest influence? You
1: know, it it was it was definitely growing up, man. It was it was having it was having that like single mom in poverty, like we would get our gifts from from charity, we would fucking their hand me downs, we were we were broke, man. Like that's what I remember. I remember going to the pawn shop as a kid. Dude, like there was one in Burlingame, I think it's called Nemus. And like I remember when I saw them on TV, I was like, Oh my god, I go there Like why should a five year old kid Know about a pawn shop, let alone be like excited to see them on TV. Like, oh fuck! So like, that's (laughs) again, but that's that's the type of life I lived. But then at my dad's house, since he was making so much money, it was it was so drastically different, and I didn't realize this until I was later. But like, you got to
0: see two sides.
1: I'd see both sides, but like, I I also could appreciate the fact that like, there, (laughs) oddly enough, right? I I, the love was at both places, and whether we could eat steak and shrimp every fucking day at my dad's house or be sharing one pack of chicken for an entire week at My mom's like, I still felt loved and I still felt taken care of, but like, yeah, I'd say like, if I would have noticed that there was more love at the, at the one with no money and like, I would have, that would have stuck with me and I would have like maybe not chased this lofty goal of like doing millions. It might've saved me some time, but I don't regret obviously making money, <laughs> but it, it's just funny yeah. that like, it, it still took me to try and like, I want to build this and have this and and like be financially secure. Maybe again, maybe because although I felt love, I never quite felt secure, right? Like if you're moving around as a kid, I don't know what that does to you mentally, but like if you don't actually feel like you, you're rooted or grounded or, or safe anywhere that could, that could change. You. So I think having that, that sphere of influence of my parents, um, and and kind of growing up with that that drastic kind of <clears throat> difference between the two um, shaped me, man. It it, te- it kind of turned me into, and then and then ha him having to go away, and then feeling like I was kind of e- not on my own, but like <laughs> lost a fucking damn it, lost a parent. I didn't know if he was going to come out. Um I felt like that that turned me into like an old soul, you know. And I and I remember like. When I look back now, I think it's funny when there's, like, young coaches because I'm like, you're 20. What do you know about life? But I was 20, <laughs> bro, 21, and I remember I was, like, lecturing this lady. One of, my, one of my clients from Facebook, she's a VP there, and she actually has a fucking TED Talk. And I was, like, lecturing her on, on like, either motivation of some kind. <laughs> and I was like, this is hilarious. I'm, I'm, like, I look like a baby. I'm a fucking child talking to this woman who's, like, <clears throat> established, beard. you know. Pre-beard. And again, um, again, I, I, again, I, th- I think it just kind of turned me into to an old soul. Like I always felt, I always felt like I could at least articulate what I wanted to say, and it's felt, felt like I've kind of been through a lot. And it, I, I would not be the same if I, if I was raised any other way. Um, so that that influenced me for sure the most in in a positive way, you know. And one thing I think that I that I learned recently yeah. was um, something called post traumatic growth. And just even the sound of that you're like, "Ooh, like, why didn't I know about this before um and i always I, I like the idea of that. I just didn't know how to how to put a word to it um but there actually is a word for that that I learned um a little bit before called Anti-Fragility. and there's a book called antifragile. I don't know who, who wrote it i might have I might have it behind me, but um so anti fragile is kind of like something can something can be unbreakable right but that's that's one thing like a diamond you can't break it but nothing happens you could beat on it and nothing happens but something that's anti-fragile will like grow back bigger with with pressure right so one of the things that i did was like i have this tattoo I have... Oh, shit. Ah, we're back
0: <laughs> we had technical difficulties nico uh he pulled the plug on his uh mic
1: <laughs> the what
0: that and was Nico so Nico pulled the plug on his mic i know, I know. so <laughs> that was weird it happened last I time, second time i did that billy who he's cut off <laughs> on my first
1: on my first one actually i saw myself do it on the like i was doing a webinar and then i ended up like touching one of these things and i ended up muting it and i just didn't know what was happening so it took like a minute for me to get you back. just kept talking i did but everyone was like in the chats like i can't hear you, i can't hear you um, so oh. I just didn't use the, I didn't use the mic, but that's not a huge difference. But like, if you're talking through this uh, for like, you know, most of the time, and then it switches to the, um, the Mac mic, it's just different. It just doesn't sound as clear.
0: Yeah. It's, it sounds like you're in a bathroom. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, yeah. um, but, um, where were we? Do you remember what you're saying?
1: Uh, oh, I was talking about anti-fragility <laughs> anti fragility yeah, yeah, and like yeah. how, um, yeah, I, I've always kind of resonated with that. Like, I felt like every every hardship that I've had in life, like beyond that, and after that, and between that uh, phase in my life, it's I always I always somehow managed to come back stronger and better and and, and improved. And it's just like it was weird because I felt that there was some forms of, of of trauma that I experienced, but it was always I always ended up elevating. And I don't know what that is or why I'm like that, but to see you know the word on now like of post post-traumatic growth uh and i saw a ted talk on it the other day i was like wow that's a new thing that's super cool
0: it's kind of like when people say it's not a it's not a setback it's like pulling you back to slingshot forward or right or right, right the the arrow analogy
1: yeah. um yeah. or like it's not a it's not a break like you need to break down to break through some something to that effect but it's it's very yeah, yeah. you know like you have to
0: you can't be comfortable you have to no. be in a hard place
1: right and i think sometimes it's it's those things like that bring the best out of people but also you know it it will crack it can crack some because like i don't know even siblings like i know you and you and your siblings might have gone through similar things but like are you guys different or the same from that and because of that it just depends on the person yeah
0: i mean yeah um <laughs> we're definitely, yeah, we definitely took things different ways. It's like the story of the alcoholic dad, you know, there's two sons, they're twins or whatever, and they have an alcoholic dad. One says, "Right, I- I've never had a drink because my dad's an alcoholic. The other one says, you know, I drink every day because my dad's an alcoholic. Yep. It's just kind of how you want to perceive it. You exactly. can either be what you wish you had in the world when you were growing up, or you can, you know, just let the cycle repeat itself. Yeah, that happens. And it's, it's, I hope it's not 50-50, but it's probably...
1: I don't. Think, I don't think the good side's winning. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meetings. Meetings. Meetings be lit. AA meetings be lit. And then usually, usually it's their people saying
0: that their parents also had um, had problems. You know. Yeah. Honestly, that's uh some of the things that you're describing about feeling from AA is like the reason that I I go to church now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We I didn't used to that go to church. Bit. I mean, I grew, oh, I grew right. up in Catholic church, you know, but I go to a different church now. What What kind do you go to now? Um, it's not like it's not Catholic. So it's it? called non-denominational. Okay. I think that's right. what uh, that's what Ario says. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's more about just having a relationship with God. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm not like super deep in there yet. But I can appreciate the atmosphere. Yeah, I appreciate like people that have faith and have like a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And you know, it when I go there, it just kind of grounds me and gives me perspective on like everything that's going on. Right. And you know, you kind of like you mentioned earlier, like you get wrapped up in the day to day real easy. Like just exactly chasing the next thing being tunnel vision. But you know, when you're there, and you know, people are struggling, and you know, you can, it's, it's a little, I don't want to say dramatic, but it's uh, a <laughs> very visible when people are, are into it, you know, because yeah. they have their hands up, and they're yeah. like, super into it. Exactly. And I don't know, I mean, just being around that energy, like you can feel it, or you can feel the pain and the stories they tell, and they, they relate it back to you. And one of the coolest things about I think about the, the church that I go to right now is, you know at the end of church they always say like oh you could donate money and stuff like that um at this church they they don't pass a basket around so you don't feel weird about it you know it's kind of like you can walk out and put money in the box if you want to you can donate in an app or whatever okay but something they say every single time they say if you need money for lunch you need money for groceries you need to pay your bills just take money out of the box like we don't care just take Mm. it and if there's no money in the box you come find us and we'll give you some money and i was like, I like oh, that's that. pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's different you I, know, when it's i was in church, i thought about i thought that, about that's kind of like yeah. my grounding thing
1: yeah uh yeah so i went to have <laughs> it too and I've been, i thought about I've to it too when they
0: passed the basket <laughs> i'm like yeah i'm
1: like i'm gonna put a one in here and grab whatever but yeah no i, I could see yeah. that it's it's the sense of community you know it's being around people that are knowing that you're not alone That that does wonders and uh yeah. yeah i remember i think before we we talked and you were thinking about going so it's nice to hear that you went and been having a good experience since
0: yeah, I mean, even Mary likes it. Like we've just been going and it doesn't is feel it like, local a like it used oh. to. You know, it's more just like a It's it's uh I mean, it's not like crazy far, but it's it's a good like 20 25 Oh, okay. 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 Away, it's not it's not like probably. 3 hours yeah. or anything. It's not like super far or anything. Yeah. No, no, no. I would drive. like a local church. Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of a lot yeah, of like yeah, clients yeah, do
1: yeah.
0: do like the online church or um Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. I think it's different though. Just being in there is different. Yeah. Being in there in the room with people, and oh, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I, sure. you know, like usually, well, like usually in Catholic church, everyone just basically the way it, the way I understand it is they're just reading you stuff from the Bible. And yeah, it's very you just go through the motions, and it's very yeah. boring. Yeah, basically, like yeah. You hold I don't think you can really you learn to. anything. Yeah, so yeah. like they're all about just basically teaching you what's going on in the Bible and stuff like that, which is interesting mm-hmm. to me because they're just relaying the message, not saying. You know, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. Because <laughs> that yeah. always was like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know. Well, it sounded like I don't yeah. believe it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it stops you from being bad, sort of. It didn't <laughs> stop me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I just make sure I don't kill anyone and I'm good. <laughs> like, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> so I, like I feel like I a, a dance around these other nine. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so now that you're here right you're you're more grounded you have you've built the business to where you know it's it's pretty sufficient Mm -hmm. um you know you don't like you said you don't really there's nothing you can't do there's nothing you you don't there's nothing that you need that you can't have Mm -hmm. right so what is your what is your vision for the next 10 years or five years like where do you want to see yourself go is it are your goals still around building a business? Is it around touching lives? Is it around being a better person, coach, Mm -hmm. whatever it is? Like what, what is your, you know, what are your aspirations for the next 10 years?
1: I think it's all of those actually. And I, and I feel like just with time, all of those will happen. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had this problem lately too, because like, I mean, I, I I know when we booked this podcast, I was like, okay, let me film mine after yours because I've been trying to book one or start one, um, kind of in the same in the yeah. same way, right? Because I feel like with through these, you can you can impact a lot of lives, you know, just through your own story yeah. or your journey or sharing other people's journeys to where it's definitely something that that I've wanted to do between that and YouTube, and then maybe switching into the the business space, um, business coaching space. That's like. Right about there, too. Um, but with all three, I'm kind of just it's like a I feel like all three would do about the same as far as me still helping others, um, and and the and getting that that feeling that I kind of get from from fitness. But I, I feel like fitness is going to be in my life for a long time, um. Just yeah, just just based off where I'm at now, like I I couldn't think if I had ten times the amount of money in the bank, like that I still wouldn't feel the same way about wanting to coach. Even though you know some 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 client checking calls are like, oh, man, what like what are we doing? What are we talking about? <laughs> like there's still gonna be those, but it's I I couldn't imagine yeah. feeling any any less, you know. When so yeah, ten years from now, like net worth will probably be a hundred x or something crazy like that. Um would probably still be doing a little bit of fitness coaching just like to to keep me busy to keep me fulfilled but it it should be self-sustaining and should have a a solid team of coaches that are doing you know um quality work that that i would be proud of that i could stamp my name on yeah um investments would be going well crypto's popping off (laughs) and and just again chilling (laughs) i think i think 30 is the new 20 or fuck the third dude that's only my i haven't even been 30 a year and it's been amazing so far like I don't know why i thought like it was gonna get worse but it's, it's life's been getting better so yeah and in, in the next 10 years i think it's gonna be it's really like i can t- the my 20s is all about like self-development business development in that sense and kind of like chasing like the entrepreneurial lifestyle um which i feel like i did you know like i feel like to get a lamborghini for my 30th birthday is like almost like a culmination. like that's the the entrepreneurial rite of passage right i got a lambo I'm either a scammer or a decent, <laughs> a half good, good at what I do, you know. So uh, I th- I yeah. feel like if I could keep that going at a, at, at the same trajectory, um, continue to focus more on my own mental health and, um, you know, b- being able to to stay s- grounded and keep things slow and uh, kind of enjoy moments in life by being more present and just like putting myself around. That energy. Um it's yeah, I, I don't see it being too different as far as um yeah, I might be a little bit older, just but might, maybe just better. Yeah. It's everything's gonna be better. Like I I think yeah. with again just the, the way I am, I think things things will improve. But um you know, because I'm not but I'm not running towards a direction at this point. I think I'm just kinda taking it as it comes which takes the pressure off a little bit. There's no rush, you know, like, I don't, like, again, I don't need 10 X, three X, quadruple, whatever. I don't, I don't need to do any of that. So I think it's like, as it happens, when it happens, it happens like, um, but also being prepared, you know, like life is so cyclical that like, just be like, (laughs) if I feel like I'm on top of the world right now, it can go down, right? We're not gonna, we're not gonna be here forever. You can't be here forever. Um, same thing when, when you feel like you're in the dumps, it's not, it's not going to last that those things, the tough times never last. So just being, yeah, it's going to be living man for the next, for the next decade, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of what you just said right there is kind of why I wanted to interview people in general and, you know, especially you, cause I know that a lot of people, you know whether they say it or not, they admire you. I admire you. You know, in ten years. <laughs> whether they and, say it or um, not, I hope. You know, they, if you admire, yeah. me, you would tell me. I would love that. I, would love that. <laughs> I mean, we both know. We we all know some people that love. I don't know. Here, so let's hope. <laughs> I can only but, help. But uh, yeah, but um, you know, and, and people just kind of when they look on the outside, they they see the Lambo and like doing well and and you know, six you know, quote unquote success and. You know, when you see kind of stuff like that from the outside and you feel like it's not relatable, I think the whole purpose of the podcast is to make it more relatable and to show what right. it takes to, you know, find success and what, what success ends up meaning to you. And, you know, in almost every interview I've ever heard, success, once you have the money, is is not the money. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's other things. It's
1: other things, yeah. Yeah. No, no, thank so, you. No, I, pre- I appreciate that, for one. And I think uh, that's... That's kinda gotta be it too. I feel like I've done I've done such a not like such a good job of reaching success, but I feel like I've I've done a good job of kind of allowing people into my journey, you know, along this to so building building yeah. my business from the ground up. They've seen where I've lived, my cars, like the trips I've gone on. And since I've been so transparent with that, like it wouldn't make sense to kind of hide someone like the mental health issues or the like my journey my spiritual journey, those things like it It has to be balanced, you know, and like at the end of the day, I still feel like a regular person, and I know that like I'm not disconnected from the world because I have these things, and uh yeah, hopefully, hopefully like being on this show with you or like having my own just reminds people that I am a normal person, kind of going through normal things um
0: yeah yeah i mean that that's that's exactly what I go for, and um so one of my last questions is when you think about yourself, you know, in, um, in your mind, right? What does the best version of yourself look like? Like what do you envision or what do you, what do you see yourself being?
1: Yeah, I think that
0: kind of, it goes back to
1: our, um, our, our, our snippet on the self-confidence piece. Like I think the best version of myself is always gonna show up for myself um but not necessarily do everything that I say i'm gonna do, but always prioritize myself you know in and in, in that sense, right at least at least the version of what I think is is happiness now and success now not not lose sight of that um because it is really hard, and I think like that that ideal version of me there's always going to be those like temptations to like take addictions and to, to, to dive into, to drama or gossip or to hate on people. Like those things are, it's just a part of life, right? Like we're, we're always going to get pulled to some of those things, like those, those dark things or to, to like do better. It's, it's scary kind of to think about like how many, how many things, like just throughout the day, like how many things that are not good for you are just like kind of t- tugging at your, your shirt, like, Hey, like do this. Um, but yeah, the the ideal the ideal version of me just doesn't doesn't lose sight of right from wrong, you know, living living a, an ethical life, like one that like puts puts ethics over over success, right? And like and being human first, like coach second. Um and I think that was something that I was like I always wanted to be like the best coach, but I always Kind of at the same time, would still rather be known for being an amazing person. Um, I got a, a Yelp review the other day, and I read it, and I was like, "If you read this, you wouldn't even know what I did for a living." And and it was the best review that I've ever read. It almost like I re- when I read it out loud, I got I got teary eyed, bro, like because <laughs> I was reading it to my <laughs> spiritual coach. And when I when I read it out out loud, I was like, "Oh my god, like." this person didn't say a thing about how much they lost what I knew, how smart I was. They are basically just like praising, like who I was as a person and that's it. Right. So I think to be able to like my best self would also be able to recognize that like I don't need to necessarily be of value or serve people or any of that to be, to be worthy of love. And that I don't need to achieve anything in order to be enough. I think I think those two things, like yeah, those those two things, in good. a perfect world, those those two things would be able to always lead the way, and it'll you know life life will just be so much better.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are some of the things that I think about. Like, those are hard. No, you can tell yourself I'm loved, I'm enough, I'm yeah, loved enough, but sometimes hard. Just,
1: sometimes you just don't feel like you just want to do. You, you got to prove yeah. something. You got to prove and why. And maybe yeah. when you get to the source of that, it's like it's a little bit easier, but it takes some, some probing yeah. or a really good therapist to dig in and figure that out. Because um, even even in like, deep meditation, like I, I I find myself sometimes trying to th- dancing around those things. It's like I'm gonna come back to that, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's that's what <laughs> it is. I i, I I'm, I'm, honestly right now yeah, I think I'm, I'm very yeah. close to my my best self. I think not best self. Like a, a really good version yeah. of myself right now. I'm, I'm really liking just like the, the way I'm living my life right now. Um, and if I, if you were to show my 21 year old self this, I think he would be like, "Wow, that's fucking awesome." 16 year old self would not fucking believe that yeah. I'm that I am. am living the life that I'm living. Um, and again, I'm not yeah. I'm not talking about like the material. It's things, always but a like good way to who grade the it. person I am. Yeah, like who am I? Like would I like look yeah. up to myself if I was like my uncle? I'd be like, "Damn, I want to be like you, Uncle Nico." <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I try to grade it all the time. You know, like, are you the person that you needed when you were growing up? Because a lot of the times that's what you think about, you know, and like, yeah, you want to be the things that you, you wish you had, or I you, think you, you told know, me that one time I was like, people, oh, shit, other that's people achieve. yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to, <laughs>
1: you have to, and I think that again, that's also what, what podcasting does and being able to kind of share your story. It's like, dude, this, this message is, is for somebody that's ready to fucking grind out, you know, coming out of college or whatever, loves fitness, ready to grind and like, damn, all they needed to hear was that like, one, it was possible. But two, focus on, focus on, fo- yeah. make sure you're taking care of yourself too, you know, along the way. But um, yeah, every, everything everything's yeah. possible. It's it's just a really tricky thing to balance everything. Yeah. Like now that I think about it, I'm like, my brain is jumbled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, a big reason that I like the fitness coaching is just, I can be what I felt like I needed when I first started. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, like, with all the experience that you have now, with all the people that you've talked to, with all the things that you've dealt with, like, you can, it's hard to explain. But experiences, to me is, is much greater than, you know, quote unquote, knowledge out of a book, because like, Oh, yeah, you can see things in people that they have no idea is happening. Mm-hmm. And I can remember specific times where I was having a hard time with something and I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't have, I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know anyone that could relate to what I was thinking. Yeah. And so when you see that in other people and you can be that for other people, I think like, that's one of the most fulfilling things mm-hmm. about coaching because you can pass on the experience and, you know, kind of save people from, you know, the, the bad times, like as much yeah. as possible. No, you, you know?
1: can, you can. And like, you're already yeah. in a position too. like, you're already helping them with that. Um and because you're not like necessarily a friend yet, um they they receive the the advice or words of encouragement a little bit differently, you know? Um yeah. so it is we're a really we really they blessed. You a little um, we are respect. on a pedestal, bro. Like yeah. I forget sometimes. I remember before, yeah. like when we would do in person coaching and people would come in and be like, Oh my god, I can't believe i get to meet you in person and I'm like, the fuck's that <laughs> Um, and it's, it's kind of yeah, that, yeah. that, that thing, right? Like, I'm sure for you, you go in like to a show and they're like, I've been with you and they're like, my heart AJ. And I'm like, oh shit here. Y'all want me to take a picture <laughs> for you? Like, remember? I was like, that's so fucking <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's super fucking cool. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the other day I was thinking, I was like, okay, so let's just say best case scenario. This, my podcast or my YouTube video like pops off. Like, would I really want to be famous, famous to where like, you can't go not anywhere, but like anywhere, you know, Yeah. anywhere you can't go to the grocery store without then, being like hey you know <laughs> then i think the next day i was i was what i was doing something in san mateo like not really fair because that's kind of where i started where we worked a lot and i go to the gym so it's not like i was in a random place that's kind of like my second hometown so i was in yeah. san mateo and i pulled up i was going, was going to go the jamba juice like a acai bowl and i sit down i order it and i'm sitting in the car and then someone walks up to the window and knocks on it and i'm like oh my god like startled me and he goes <laughs> hey Nico, like, what's up? Do you like, do, do you know who I like? You recognize me, right? And I was like, and like, I've been so bad with this over the years of just like forgetting names or not know, knowing who. Like, if I don't know where you're from, and you seem excited, like, I just I don't want to like be like, nah, I don't know you. Like, but I didn't. I wasn't a thousand percent sure face, Instagram name. I couldn't connect the the three with the name. I was like, we're well, honestly yeah. like, no, I don't like. Uh, where did I know you from again? And he goes, oh, we were talking on Instagram the other day. I was like, okay, cool, yeah. And then i was like holy shit like and then he just wouldn't wouldn't stop talking we were just talking and talking and then i remember i think i missed an an appointment because we were talking for so long and i'm like okay it would be cool to be like really known to that extent but like anywhere you go someone wants to do that and then i pulled up i think i went i went across the bridge somewhere else and then someone did the same thing at at the gym outside the gym (laughs) and i was like okay two in one day (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's weird right because it's like we want to have high viewership and we want to impact more lives but then in turn like you, i don't i don't know what it's like i don't know what it's like to be able to like not go somewhere and not be recognized like if you're trying to eat at, the, at a restaurant yeah. and someone comes and like oh my god i love your youtube video can't take a picture like how would that change things like how does that change your life is i mean i'm sure it's i'm sure it's worth it right but like I don't know. I felt like that's that's a question that I that I asked myself before I actually like launched. I think I was looking for a platform to launch on, and I was just like, "Hmm." like best case scenario, right? Like, let's just say I do what I normally do and do what I say I'm going to do. Why wouldn't this thing fucking be big? And and, like, am I ready for that?
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean personally i always think about fame and success and all that stuff i'm like it's cool to be known but I, like to be like the rock or something like that and need like personal security I'm like, right it's so right. overkill like it's I overkill i don't, okay. so I don't do you want that you still like want <laughs> yeah.
1: to be some recognition is cool from time to time the gym at parties at clubs that's fine with you but like yeah. you don't want to be able to get like you have to wear sunglasses and then say
0: hey like can you guys not bother me
1: like you're not you're not good off pop no
0: nah, selfies cool yeah like most of the time Uh, i'm like a mess i don't need that right
1: imagine and too like okay you're out with your girl and like y'all aren't done up and people want to take pictures like that's just like seems tiring yeah um yeah see that's (laughs) that's a funny thought though? like i literally
0: went through that whole process in my head like fuck maybe but then when they're talking to you and the, like at first when they recognize you and i'm like oh this is really awkward and I'm like you know because you just feel like a normal guy you're just, yeah you're, i'm just yeah, yeah. here you know exactly and then but when they're talking to you and like you can see the excitement you're like all right i don't see myself like that i don't i don't put myself on a pedestal no, or anything like, like that, that I but i can see that you feel like that yeah and that's kind I of what think i think too
1: that kind of brings back the, in the it day brings you
0: back almost yeah, well, like when you think back in the day, if someone that you really looked up to was just like willing to chop it up with you mm-hmm. for 30 minutes or something like that, like I always think you're you're kind of one decision away or one event away from changing everything in your totally. life or in your day. And totally. you can either be... The dickhead that's like hey fuck off kid yeah. or you could be the guy that's like yeah man let's talk and you can you can smile at somebody yeah. that's having a bad day and that you don't know that can make their yeah, whole you day change fucking like, life. it, you know it doesn't funny. take that much effort you
1: know you know what's funny is i i followed this dude when i started prepping i was following this guy like dude every day like i i was so interested in his stories loved his physique i thought he was so inspirational ran into him at, at max muscle on one of my first times there and he was going into a show <laughs> And I was like, "Hey man, like nice to meet you. I'm like I just I follow you. You're super inspirational." He goes, "I'm super depleted, bro. I just don't want to talk right now." Big time me, bro. <laughs> and <I'll, laughs> yeah. I was like, "Damn." Like, "Okay, like well, I guess that's what we're, that's how we're doing things out here. Like that's what that's what like fitness folks are like." Like that was my first experience, and I've never I've never fanboyed anybody in my life maybe until that point. And then to just get shot down yeah. like that. I should shout him out too. Yeah.
0: Um <laughs> yes yeah, that's what i'm saying though like if if right. he if he had done something different if he was just like hey what's up like mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to meet mm-hmm. you blah, blah blah like tell me about yourself and he was mm-hmm. interested in you you'd have been like i'll remember mm-hmm. that forever you know what right I mean? I mean
1: you've you've so, been there right you've been one week out multiple times you've been drained, i've seen you sleeping on the couch do you think if you <laughs> take yourself back to that energy would you be able to take yourself out of yeah. that and then and then be and be genuinely interested in what what some kid had to say or you know or would you
0: will? it's weird it's weird because my face wouldn't look like it. Mine neither. And I realize that now, like in hindsight, <laughs> like my yeah. when I when I when I was competing and stuff like that, like I look like I'm dying. I look like I don't. I'm unapproachable. But yeah, I would be actually like interested. You know, I I, yeah. I would still feel the same inside. It would just look different on yeah. my face. You know, some people some <laughs> people know, like, can't read
1: that. But, and I really, I'm realizing yeah. that because some people can't hide their facial expressions, and then some people can't see the look on your face, and they're still gonna come at you how they're gonna come at you
0: yeah <laughs> luckily luckily yeah i'm the i can't you can't hide it yeah <laughs> totally
1: no I'm, I'm i can't hide it and then yeah. i'm sometimes i'm surprised i'm like this like listening to someone talk and i'm like why are they still talking like don't it look uninterested and i'm like oh they don't they're not picking up on the cues and that's that's actually oh, pretty yeah. normal
0: <laughs> oh yeah i'm like i've seen you so, i've seen you do it plenty of times
1: <laughs> i'm just so tired right now like and it just it looks so bad but like yeah that's what it is
0: but yeah deep down you're like i want to know i want to know i just just want to hold
1: my head up and my eyes are closing that's that's a big deal
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well last question do you have any advice to that you can give to people who are chasing the norm of success and money whether it's to not focus on that or if it's to be (laughs) a certain type of whatever think of a certain thing work on something or you know do A course or hire a mentor or something like that like what Mm -hmm. what advice do you have
1: um just gonna give practical advice you know like i I don't want to like like oh that was so profound that didn't get me anywhere but i think the most practical advice is to really like sit down and visualize what it is that you want you know and then once you know exactly what that is then or at least one of the pieces or one of the parts that's that's tangible that like you can actually um like achieve uh reverse engineer it you know, kind of like how I was like, I want to make a million dollars. And then I, I figured out like, oh, how many clients they needed and at what rate. Same thing when I heard the 100,000 was possible, I was able to like, okay, what do I need to do to get there? And then you just break them down into little actionable steps, right? So it's very much like fitness. Like as coaches, me and you, we provide people with the things they need to do daily to get them to where they want to get. And it doesn't really matter. Those things most of the time don't change. And they're, they could be boring. They could be monotonous. It could be a pain in the ass, but some things need to get done in order to nudge you closer to, like, that end goal, right? Um, and, again, everyone is probably different. Like, I can't say to everyone that, hey, once you make this much money, you're not, you're going to realize that it wasn't worth it. Maybe, maybe that's not you. Maybe you, real- you hit that and say, I want more, and I want more. Maybe that's you. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but figure out where you want to get, reverse engineer it, do the daily things, and um, – I think for me, if I would have, if I would have wanted one piece of advice and I was like actually into, into, implemented it earlier, it would have been like really try and, um, practice meditation early and journal, like if I just would have had those two things, I think my life would have been a lot smoother if I started that at a, at a younger age or as, uh, in my early stages as an entrepreneur, I started it late, like, you know, once it, once it was kind of scaling, but I think I could have got shit done a lot faster in those first couple years. Um
0: yeah so yeah those two things Oh, cool (laughs) well i appreciate you coming on the podcast man um it's always it's always a pleasure talking to you so where can uh where can everybody find you you can find me at at nico abaya or nico dot abaya um
1: and then at g8 fitness both instagrams um and i have all my links on there so and I don't have my other things, things okay. made yet, so you... find me on Instagram first. I think, oh. I think podcast is within <laughs> a month and YouTube channel is also okay. within the, within the next month. So I don't know when you're launching this, but I, I don't even have it, uh, the channel named yet, but everything's going to be on Instagram. I ain't leaving that platform anytime soon. Okay. Okay. Thank so you, so the, so the podcast doesn't have a name. It, uh, it I think, I think it's called Nico knows
0: okay that's that's I know best, I, have, best, I, have, best, I, have, I have i have I have like I four best. episodes made, <laughs> but I don't have the name for it, so it's kind of like the intro I was gonna I was gonna put drill yeah. and drop in
1: so essentially, yeah. I could steal this and, what, and then just plop an intro in, it's mine yeah. so yeah I'm like uh I'm like could. what they call ready fire aim like i don't I don't care to figure out details to just start
0: right in yeah, my mind I'm like, okay,
1: it. I'm gonna do this thing, and then I'll fucking figure out the logo, the name, the branding, the platform after I've already done some actionable steps um but yeah, that's yeah. just. It it hasn't been very productive, but that's one way to approach yeah. things. I
0: think. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your uh, what is your YouTube channel going to be about? Is it, are you vlogging? Are you giving educational stuff? Or what it's going to be a mix. Have?
1: It's going to be a mix of of just general fitness, um, and then and then business coaching.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously you to get into business coaching. Yeah. Okay. So
1: I'm I'm again. I think um, I want to do that just for the the purpose to to help other uh, young uh, like personal trainers in the space get into the space but i'm i'm, I'm trying not to monetize it like i don't want i don't actually want to coach you but i don't want to take people's money to do it but i'm gonna i'm gonna let y'all know everything i know or everything i wish i knew back then and um just have it up there you know that's free value free game yeah and just 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 give back and just keep doing what i'm doing you know like i don't know i don't i don't want to get on a rant but yeah. like if you're making that much as a fitness coach do you really think you need to make the switch to being a business coach too or would you just keep fitness coaching
0: yeah, that's true. So that's
1: why I ask. I'm like, okay, should I start yeah. all over and be a business coach and have no clients or keep <laughs> fitness coaching and make 100 hundred hundred k a month? Like it just – it doesn't make sense to me to make the switch. So it has to be a passion project, yeah. right? It has to be something that I would love to do, take time out of my day, do for free with, with no with – expect nothing in return, and that's the one thing that I could I think I could talk about all day.
0: Because yeah. I love I, I mean, love sure. entrepreneurship. Bro. Like I
1: love that shit. And like I could have yeah. gotten into any industry, not just fitness, but like anything, and that would still be something that I I, I like talking about. So Yeah. Look yeah. look out for it. <laughs>
0: cool. All right, man. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks we'll, for having uh, Talk to you later. All right, man, I'll hit you up.